0: Welcome to Artspace Perspectives, where we capture conversations with the artists and creative stakeholders who live, work, and contribute to artspace communities, giving them a digital platform to share their passion and perspectives about the creative economy and the cities in which they live. Welcome to Space Perspectives. I'm your host, Tio Aiken, along with my co-host, Amanda Cortez and Jeremy Staub. And today we are sharing an interview with Ephraim Uruvu. He is an internationally and nationally known visual artist, as well as the founder of the South Main Arts District, which is um, the district where we built uh, South Main Artspace Lofts. Um, I got a chance to do this interview by myself, <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed speaking to him. I know you guys got a chance to listen to it. What did you think? What resonated with you? So for me, um, you know, just listening to the tidbits and doing a little bit of research on Ephraim um, and also being able to be in his space, the Art Village, during the Memphis Grand Opening, mm-hmm. it gave me a sense of how personal community development and the arts are for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an early practitioner of, of uh, this this sort of way of making art in the community that I think now funders and banks have kind of like latched onto. Um, and I think that that should definitely be celebrated, and I'm excited to hear him talk about more in the interview. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he was also doing a kind of a call-out for local support um, for politicians and, and local um, companies to be able to continue to support the arts movement and building here, but also doing it in a way that's more participation-driven uh, th- through the companies, not just donating money uh But, you know, giving the time, being a part of the creative process itself, which I think is great. We'll hear more about his
1: freedom candles as well.
0: Right. So here is my interview with Ephraim Uruvu. You are listening to Artspace Perspectives. As promised, we have Ephraim Uruvu, visual artist and founder of the South Main Arts District. Welcome, Ephraim.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, thank you. We're excited to talk to you today. Tell us about your work.
1: Well, uh, like I said, I'm an artist, a visual artist, uh, living and working in the, uh, in Memphis. Uh, originally, I'm from Nigeria mm. and moved down here some 30-some years ago. I uh, went to Memphis College of Art and then finished at the University of Memphis. And since I've been here, I've been very... Um, Purposeful as to what the arts in Memphis needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the start of the art district was one of such venture. Uh, seeing the plights of buildings uh, dilapidated buildings downtown that we are beckoning for help, I felt uh, they could be used for something very tangible. Uh, so the first thing I did was um, buy a building downtown and uh, established my studio-slash-gallery space. When was that? This was in 98. Wow. When there was absolutely nothing happening downtown. And uh, put a proposal to the city for an art district. Uh, Had a very friendly and supportive mayor back then and encouraged and supported me in making that happen. Four years later, we had a district and at the height of it all, we had close to thirteen galleries operating non-south main. Wow! Uh, one of the things, one of the missing links, however, were shops, um, restaurants, things that we fill in between this gallery space that would keep people to um, stay longer on the district, mm-hmm. and. Uh, tried to propose to some restaurant owners to move downtown, and everybody looked at me and thought I was crazy. <laughs> so I decided to open my own restaurant, and I opened a restaurant called Zanzibar. Okay. And Zanzibar became very, very famous, uh, such that even Morgan Freeman did his uh, 15-year wedding anniversary wow. at Zanzibar. Uh, we were written up by New York Times, Chicago Tribune. Wow. Yeah, it became very, very f- famous. And when people saw what Zanzibar was doing, um, they started moving in. Uh, a few restaurants started moving in. And right at the height of it all, the recession hit. So this was around 2008, 2009. 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the galleries closed their shop. And uh, if I hadn't been one who... Um, saw the need to own the property, I don't think I would have existed. Uh, It was tough and rough. So we waited for six years or so, and things are just beginning to pop back up. So with the addition of art space, we felt we've been anchored, because we've been looking for something to really anchor the district, to give it that legitimate legitimatization that it is a true art district.
0: Mm -hmm. So You've been here since the beginning. Well, you've been in Memphis since the beginning, but definitely in the South Main Arts District since the beginning. How, and we're at the second wave of creativity and change and energy. How do you feel about the changes you've seen in the second wave, in the second movement?
1: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm excited and encouraged by what is happening. Mm-hmm. And the focus now is that we have an anchor, which is art space, mm. and that we have artists who are actually now living or can afford to live in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. is a huge plus because it was beginning to be very expensive for the average artist to even abort in that in that district.
0: Okay, and then when you were talking about that first pop of creating the arts district, um, we hit the recession, and that made things change. Hopefully we don't go into another recession, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what do you think um, is needed to sustain this energy
1: so what I think uh the first thing I think first twofold one a strong uh community support for the district mm. um I don't see that yet from the community from the from our elected leaders so mm. to speak um As much as we've done with, for example, the art walk, the last Trolley Ninth art walk, that's one of our big Uh projects. We don't see our politicians coming out to support that. Uh, Having a news conference, encourage people to come downtown for that. Uh, We still have people come from artists on occasion and say, how long has this been going on here? You know? So Uh uh, we need that. Support that the community can give for the district to really survive. We think our elected officer, got, our officers, got to understand how that district can contribute to the economic growth of this community. The arts do that. In every city I've been to, from Miami to New York to LA, when you have that community backing to support these artists in their quest f- f- to encourage them doing what they do, it attracts companies that are creative. It, atta- it attracts um, um, what are called internet companies that bring creative minds, and they locate in this district, and that generate a whole new energy. Mm-hmm. So that's one. The other thing is getting the artist to really be purposeful with what they do. Uh, Not do art just for art's sake, but really think through what they do and how they can use their creativity to generate resources, which I think a lot of artists have the ability to do, Okay, and not wait uh, or be strategic just about doing a piece of artwork and looking for a gallery to showcase their work. I've encouraged artists to travel out and see what other artists are doing. Uh, turn your art into merchandises mm-hmm. that can inspire people to do things. Um, uh, donate your time and energy and your creativity to nonprofit organizations. That gets your name out there. Mm-hmm. So that's one. That's another thing that can make this sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now artists can afford where they live in. So that's no more a problem Mm -hmm. because the initial thing was that, you know, it's so expensive to live in the district. So that has been removed. Now let's focus on that energy, the creative force behind all of this.
0: What do you think some of the biggest hurdles are for artists right now as far as like participating in the creative economy here?
1: I think a lot of artists still think the old-fashioned way. A uh, A lot of artists still Feel they have to do certain, they have to go through certain process. Like and what? Because I own an art gallery, I get a lot of artists come to the gallery, and they walk in, they want me to showcase their work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the traditional way of doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If artists can just get out of their comfort zone and go out of the area which they know mm-hmm. and experiment and go see what other artists in other communities are doing and import some of those ideas back. I think that will make this the art community here grow even faster. Plus, we're getting a lot of artists moving in from other, can, other cities,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is really helping that process. I
0: was going to say... Isn't that part of your contribution? You're a nationally known, uh, internationally known visual artist, Um, and isn't that something you see yourself doing? Going out, going out and bringing resources back, bringing knowledge and information back.
1: Yes, Uh, that is that is something I'm very eager to do. Mm -hmm. But also another thing I'm doing is engaging our local companies, our corporations in town. To support the arts mm. not by just attending an opening or um, donating to some nonprofit in which the artist is part of but actually getting to know how they can be part of this creative force mm. for example there are a few things i've been i've been doing here uh, we partner with paragon bank mm. um, About two years ago, we made a proposal to them to uh, do a gift giving within their company. I created a line of candles called the Freedom Candles. Mm. My Freedom Candles are motivational words, just beautiful motivational words paired with incredible scent and done in such a way, packaged in such a way that people can just walk by but what we did with the company is they bought these candles and they passed them so the words we have in the candles for example we have love joy believe dream hope mm-hmm. uh, faith and we're doing them in English or Spanish mm-hmm. and we gave these candles to this company and they gave them to their workers and they exchange gifts mm. and each candle comes with a card a note card a blank card which each employee writes their thoughts, their feeling about another employee, and put the card back in the candle. There's a pocket where you do that, and they pass that candle to that employee. Wow. Think about someone you don't even speak to. You're getting a gift from them and their message with the word believe
0: mm-hmm. or
1: dream or hope.
0: What was the inspiration for that?
1: Is the need to come together as a country, the need to come together as a community, because I've been here long enough to see America just tear themselves about. Mm. The country is going separate ways. People have decided to create what I call tribes, mm. and there's this intertribal war going on. Mm-hmm. Not directly but indirectly on Facebook, on social media, people don't speak to each other anymore. So that's one thing we've done. Another thing we're trying to do, or we are doing actually, is we have what we call dinner and dialogue. Okay. So for every artist that comes to exhibit in the gallery, we just had one uh, three weeks ago, an artist from Cuba.
0: Okay.
1: We pair the artist with a chef from another country. And our chef, uh, three weeks ago was from Colombia, mm. and we set a table right in the middle of the gallery, beautifully decorated, and we invite people to come to dinner. Mm. And at dinner, they meet the media artists, the artists introduce themselves, both the visual artist and the culinary chef, and they talk about their product, what they do, why they do what they do, and then we go into a community-based conversation. How a particular art in that exhibit can impact the community. Mm. We've been doing this now for about six months and it's growing. Um, our goal is to partner with major companies across the community to do that. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to spread that, have other galleries do the same thing at the same time of the same month, exactly what we're doing at the gallery, and spread that nationally. So that is what we're working on. We've started it six months ago, and it's growing, like I said, and people are beginning to take notice. That's another thing we're doing. The third thing we're doing is getting companies to actually spend some money directly or indirectly. And so we started an art listing program where we can actually bring works of art from various artists and implant them in companies' walls and rotate them over a period of uh, time.
0: Mm. Is there any particular focus? I. Um, what is the name of your gallery?
1: It's Art Village Gallery. Art Village Gallery art We're at Four Ten South Main Street.
0: And does it have a mission or a?
1: A mission statement is diversity through arts oh, Okay. So <laughs> a, <laughs> a diversity through art program is not just visual. Mm-hmm. It's culinary. Mm-hmm. Is uh, fine art. Is photography. Is music. Is dance. Is fashion. All of this aspect of art is what we try to use to bring this diversity process to the community.
0: And is that translating to the corporate um, program that you're, you've you been, that's new, but you're launching?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is It's a big sell. I mean, this is something people are not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. But like I say to everyone, if you don't give it a shot, you never know. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> like we've, we've been able to convince to do it have been... Um, have become believers mm. in what we're trying to do.
0: That's excellent. Thank you. You've been listening to Artspace Perspectives powered by the Kazookian Network. I'm your host, T.O. Aiken. You were describing the freedom, the freedom candles and it sounds like a lot of your work um, informs dialogue, informs um, people getting to know one another. Um, And in a way, it kind of informs social change. Um, What do you think an artist's uh, responsibility is? Or do you feel like artists are responsible for social change? Or how do you approach your work when you're thinking about those themes?
1: I think an artist is a very special person. Uh, We've been given a very special gift. And I personally don't take that lightly. Mm. Um, As an artist, we have the ability to change the world. If if it is through music, uh, visual, you've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe the, uh, this thing about art for art's sake. I believe every artist has to have to tap into their inner soul mm. to inspire, to change how we view the world around us. And that's what I do um, in my own personal world of creating my own personal pieces, I have a theme I'm working on. I'm having a series of work titled The Naked Truth. Okay. And The Naked Truth is about social uh, um, it's a visual representation of social issues that our community face. Okay. So taking bringing social issue in a visual form Mm. where people can connect with it. Because they see some of the symbols, or they recognize some of the symbols in that piece ignites conversation. And our conversation has gone dark. Mm. Uh, We don't talk to each other. We scream at each other Mm. through social media mediums. So what I am doing is to reconnect the universe in a way whereby people can, again, engage each other and be real with each other. Because when you talk to somebody, you can tell if they're lying to you or not just by looking at their (laughs) facial expression, you know. But when you hide behind that computer or the phone... I don't see you. I don't know if you're lying or not. You can so, kind of sound out right, anonymously, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So artists do have a strong role to play in social change.
0: So how does it work with this um, with this project for the N- naked truth? Is it really you're putting on a show and people are just encouraged to talk? Is it?
1: Now, it's, it's, it, it's not going to be a show. It's going to be a production, Okay. A first art production of its kind. Okay. What it is, is I'm creating a 32-piece um, piece of artwork, okay. or pieces of artwork, so to speak. And each piece has a theme. For example, I have a piece in the collection that says, The Divided States of America. Mm. and you really have to see this piece to know what I'm talking about. People connect with it immediately. Okay. Okay. So my thing is, I'm going to take that piece and look for a poet and say, okay, you you write poems. Okay, look at this piece. This is what my take on this piece is. Tell me what your take on it is in words. I'm Mm. not a writer. Mm. Okay. Partnering with a poet And then having a musician give us a sound behind that production Hmm. becomes a performance. Right. And performance creates um, activism, which make people move to want to do something. At the end of the show, there is a series of work that encourages movement, that encourages people to take action. Mm-hmm. The candle lines I described for you earlier are all part of that process. Mm. That at the end of the show, people take candle, have a candlelight visual, uh, send messages through with those candles to people that missed the show and said, listen, this is what happened over there. You need to be part of that.
0: What's the timeline you know? of the project? Is there I've been with...
1: working on it for two years. I'm okay. um, hoping for another year I should be through with the 32 pieces. Okay. And uh, then begin to put the budget together and go forward from there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I understand <laughs> that. So what how do you see yourself contributing to the artist in South Maine today as the found founder of the Arts Maine the South Main Arts District. Space, or Arts District. District. Uh, totally strictly,
1: I think my venue, because I have the gallery there, mm-hmm. has become a place of like a gathering hall, so to speak, okay. for creative minds. And I do speak to a lot of artists on one-on-one occasion, encouraging them to tap into that soul within, produce a kind of work that we engage uh, that's one aspect of doing it. Another aspect of doing it is having them to become professional with their craft. That is, how do you move from a studio mm-hmm. to corporate? Uh, that process we also in, we also um, do in the gallery or teach in the gallery, so to speak. So we have a room dedicated for that, where we encourage young artists to design their own exhibit. So they design their own flyer, they put their own words of invitation together, they send invitations out, and they host the event and connect with the uh, people who come to the show. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, we critique how they did. So, So that's what the gallery does. And I think people from there or uh, artists from art space can take advantage of that, which is just three, four blocks away from where they live.
0: Right, right. So where can people find you if they're trying to look for your work or um, see your latest exhibition?
1: Um, Connect with the gallery. It's www.artvillagegallery.com. Mm -hmm. that's uh, the main place they can find me. They could go on social media at Village Gallery at Village Gallery on Facebook, uh, Instagram. There I am. I'm always (laughs) posting something, you know. (laughs) So those are the places they can connect with me.
0: And this is just uh, another question that I've been asking all our guests from Memphis. Well, a majority of the artists that are our guests in Memphis um, that we're having conversations with. If you could have three wishes for... The creative community here. What would you wish?
1: I wish for a better co- collaboration.
0: Mm. And what do you mean by that?
1: Um, artists in this community are all spaced out. I wish we we're working well together as a theme, mm-hmm. working together to empower each other, to mm-hmm. encourage each other. Because I think together, we can get there faster than we already do. What do you think causes that resistance from... I think artists are... Because, you know, artists are so um, um, (laughs) self-centered. They don't... uh, How will I describe it? It's a small pie. So they feel, you know, uh, if I can get my little piece of it, I'm fine. But that little pie can become a huge pie mm-hmm. if we put our our energy together, you know. Right. And um, but I think that is the one wish I really will like for the community that we work together better.
0: Is that only the only wish you need? You don't need two more, just that one. That's, that, that, that's
1: all. Okay. That encompasses everything I've been working for, you know, working together better. And I think if if we can come together. Watch out this city. You're going to see what Memphis can do.
0: Thank you for taking the time to talk today.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. And it was great knowing, getting to know that you're running the show down here.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> Hopefully you come to the gallery and see what we do.
0: I will, I will.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been listening to Art Space Perspectives. I'm your host, Tio Aiken. Thanks for listening.
1: Art Space Perspectives, produced by Art Space and distributed by Kizukian.